Welcome to another inspirational message from the chapel. We pray this message encourages and inspires you. If you would like any more information, check out our website, thechapelcollective.com.au. So, um, vision in light of Vision Sunday last week, in light of um, prayer and fasting this week that's just gone, where we were really praying about church, and, and even in light of the world that we're in at the moment, uh, I'm going to preach a message today called Why Church? Why Church? Because as a famous uh, disruptor in this space has said, is that Australians aren't waking up on a Sunday morning thinking, where's a great church I can go to today? They're not tending to be thinking that. They're actually thinking, what have I got on today? Or maybe they're not actually waking up at all, not because they're dead people, it's okay, but because they've had such a big night the night before that they're sleeping until noon. They're not waking up Sunday morning at all. And they're thinking about the home renos that they've got to do. Their church is Bunnings on a Sunday. Or they're thinking about, um, you know, the dam. Or they're thinking about the party that they've got to go to. Australians live for the weekend. And so they don't tend to wake up thinking, why church? So I want to speak to that this morning. Not only that, bless you, Nathan Tange. Um, Not only that, but Australians also, we've just had this period of lockdowns and everything else. And everybody rushed and churches, um, you know, scrambled to get online. And, and some places like Mikey Barlow, he's made that beautiful and a really great expression of the church. And so some people are loving church at home. They're going, well, I can stay in my pyjamas. I've got an open plan house. I can cook brunch while the worship's on. I can serve brunch while the preaching's on. I can clean up uh, while continue the conversation's on. And I've even got time to do a little fire, prayer hands and heart emoji in the chat to let people know that I've been there. It's felt really great and comfortable. So why church? And then there's been a third thing that's happened because, because culture, Australian culture would tell us that, you know, why church? Maybe comfort would tell us why church. And then there's a third thing, which I'm going to call the cringe this morning, that would tell us why church. Now, when I say cringe in church in the same sentence, you might be thinking, oh, that's when I bring my friend to church and and the worship leader just starts bawling in the middle of the service and is like, Jesus loves you and he just wants to hug you. And, and, and you're like, that's cringy. And that's just the boy worship leaders. The, the girls get on a roll. Um, but you might think that's the cringe that I'm talking about. No, no, I'm talking about a cringe. So my girls always said to me, oh, mum, that's so cringe. Like when I say something, it's something that I'm meant to be doing and I do something different. It's meant to be this way, but it's different for me. And they say, oh, that's so cringe. Fortunately, I have a son and I say, did that embarrass you, son? And he's like, mum, I'm embarrassed that you would think I was embarrassed. Where's Lucky Vanell? Solidarity. Where's Lucky? Didn't come to church this morning. Pray for him. Is my son here? Okay, cool. Okay. Thank you. Oh, he's on kids. Thank you. Okay. He had a sleepover last night. Just needed accountability. Okay. So, so the cringe of church, though, is maybe even before COVID, you had this where you're like, I feel like it should be this way, but it's, it's different to how I believe it should be. Maybe for you, it's too long. Maybe for you, it's too short. Maybe for you, it's too spooky. Maybe for you, it's not spooky enough. Maybe you're like, there's too many people talking. Or maybe for you, it's, there's not enough people talking. Maybe there's too much expectation of community. Maybe for you, there's not enough community. But there's a picture that you have in your mind and then there's the difference and it just gives this little cringe like, oh, I don't feel like that's how it should be. So why church in the midst of all of that? Culture, nah, mate, I'm not going to church. I'm going to grab a few teeny seat out to the damn era. Um, or comfort, I can have church in my jammers. It's wonderful. Or cringe, it's just not what I thought it was. Whatever that looks like for you, why church? So let's go to Hebrews chapter 10. 
And it says, let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm, for God can be trusted to keep his promise. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. So Lord, we just pray that you would help us with this question, why church this morning? Lord, some of us are not even asking it. (laughs) Solid, sold out, not a question. But Lord, we might have forgotten why, why we come, why we be a part. So help us to remember that and encapsulate that this morning, I pray. Open our eyes to understand your word in Jesus' name. Amen. The CEV for verse 25 says, Some people have gotten out of the habit of meeting for worship, but we must not do that. We should keep on encouraging each other, especially since you know that the day of the Lord's coming is getting closer. The new King James Version, Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another, and so much more as you see the day approaching. The Amplified, not forsaking our meeting together as believers for worship and instruction, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more faithfully as you see the day of Christ's return approaching. So why church? That's why. Let's close in prayer. Ha, <laughs> <laughs> ah, psych. <laughs> Thought you were getting out early for free coffee. No. Okay, so um, let's have a look at this. I think that what we can't get away from here is it says that meeting together, this concept of coming together, meeting together, we can't get away from this word together, that even if you love church at home and you're passionate about it and you're worshipping, there's an element of this that God says come together. So why does the writer of Hebrews think that it's so important for us to come together? Why, Why can't we do church alone? Well, let's go to the verses just shortly before it. It says, let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm, for God can be trusted to keep his promise. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And then it says, so make sure you come together. So the book of Hebrews is talking about Jesus the whole time. It talks about how he's greater than all these elements that the people who read Hebrews would know about. And, and, and the writer of Hebrews is saying to them, well, actually, Jesus is so much better than them, so much greater than all those things that you hold so dear. He starts out with angels and he says, I know that you think that the angels delivered the Torah, the word to you guys, but Jesus is better than the angels. And then he follows up with a warning. So make sure you listen to Jesus. And then he talks about Moses because the Jewish people loved Moses. And he says, well, Jesus is actually so much better than Moses. And he says, so all you people who didn't believe Moses, make sure you believe Jesus. And then he goes on and talks about in Hebrews, um, the Sabbath. And he says, well, you know, Sabbath was made for you so that you could rest. Tell you what, Jesus is so much better than the Sabbath. The rest that you find in Jesus is so much better than any rest you can find on a day of the week. And so he says, so stop your works and stop trying to work hard and just rest in what Jesus has done. Then he moves on and says, Jesus is better than any priest and better than any sacrifice. And says, so you know what? With Jesus being better than all that, make sure you hold on to Him. Make sure you hold on to Him. Make sure in this warning, you persevere. And so verse 19, it says, So dear brothers and sisters, we can boldly enter heaven's most holy place because of the blood of Jesus, because He's better than any priest or any sacrifice. By His death, Jesus opened a new and life-giving way through the curtain 
into the most holy place. And since we have a great high priest who rules over God's house, let us go right into the presence of God with sincere hearts, fully trusting Him. For our guilty consciences have been sprinkled with Christ's blood to make us clean and our bodies have been washed with pure water. Can I just get like a praise clap right now for Jesus? Because He's washed our conscience clean and washed our bodies clean. It doesn't matter what you've thought and it doesn't matter what you've done. Jesus has washed you clean. And, and so the writer of Hebrews is warning to us is so make sure you keep going. Don't stop now, keep going. And a key way that he wants us to keep going and says that will help you persevere is if you meet together. Now, maybe you've experienced this. I, I go to church all the time. I'll lose my job if I don't. <laughs> Only reason, no. I go to church all the time. I go to church on holidays. I love it that much. You know, when we were in America, I went to four different kinds of churches because I actually really love the body of Christ. I love the local church. But I know that, that if I'm out of fellowship for a bit, we've had, you know, whooping cough when Lockie was little and, and ISO and all that kind of stuff, that if I'm out of fellowship, it's easier to be out of fellowship. Does anyone know what I'm talking about? You get out of fellowship, you stop interacting, and then it's easier to keep on stopping interacting. And the writer of Hebrews is saying, don't keep on stopping, keep on going, keep on leaning in. And then it's easier to keep on leaning in. Who knows that this is hard sometimes to gather together? Anyone? Uh, you know, like I could tell you story after story. My husband was telling me a story last week of someone who I love dearly and so honest, I know she wouldn't mind me sharing. She was hanging out in the toilets before church because this is hard. Because they're gathering together, they're seeing people that you don't know that well, that all seem to know each other or whatever it is, is hard. So like, let's not all just think, yay, people of God, woo, woo, woo. It's, it's hard sometimes. Let's, let's acknowledge that. But there's a persevering. And as we keep on coming, then we can keep on coming and we can keep on leaning in and we can push through that difficulty. So if it's about standing firm, let us hold fast, let us hold tight, let us not fade away, then what is church meant to look like? What's the gathering meant to look like? What is it supposed to be? Well, you need to start with a pre-roll and um, then you have two songs. Start with a, a praise one, just, you know, get everyone lively. No, of course I'm joking. It's obvious. Like, it's not that obvious. Um, okay, church. Um, to help us remember it today, I've written a haiku. Church is really great. Jesus told us to love peeps. How cool is that? No, I'm not, I haven't done a haiku. I've done an acrostic, an acrostic for the word church, okay, church. So first of all, you know, sometimes I just go off on a tangent. That was one of those times. Okay, church is an acrostic. Number one is C and C stands for Christ. Book of Hebrews, the writer of Hebrews the whole time is exalting Christ, is glorifying Christ, is lifting Christ up and saying, Jesus is better than every belief system you've known to this point. Angels, you love them. Jesus is better. Torah, you love it. Jesus is better. Uh, Sabbath, you love it. Jesus is better. Um, Moses, you love him. Jesus is better. He keeps on exalting Jesus. And the church should be that. The church should be all about exalting Jesus. Now, when I'm talking church, I'm talking about you as gathering believers. I'm not talking about this right now. I'm talking about the church as a whole and what it should be. Any gathering that the church has that's a, a gathering under God should be exalting Jesus Christ. He is the way, the truth and the life. The only way to the Father is through Him. 
Through him and in him, all things exist. The writer of Romans puts it like this, for from him and through him and for him are all things. To him be the glory forever, amen. The writer of Colossians puts it like this, for in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and firstborn from among the dead so that in all things he may have preeminence. The church exists to glorify Jesus. The church does not exist to give you your five best keys to live your best life now, though sometimes that's helpful. The church exists to show you Jesus and we should show each other Jesus. And as Jesus is glorified, He draws all people to Himself. So if you're wondering why church, the church exists to glorify Jesus. Number two, H. H is for homothumidon. So that's six times fast. For yea, surely. <laughs> Sorry, I was getting the interpretation. Um, okay, homothumidon. Homo means same. Thymos means passion. The same passion. I don't know what your style is that you love. I don't know what you feel like you're missing out on. What expression you'd prefer. What opinion you have. What you think about the songs that are chosen. All I know is that the church is meant to have the same passion. And that what we're about is pursuing Jesus. That, that, that is everything that we do. The, this word homothibidans used 12 times in the New Testament, 10 in the book of Acts, where they're gathered with one accord. And I, I love, this is my favourite word in the New Testament. It says, it's a unique Greek word. This is what one scholar writes. It helps us understand the uniqueness of the Christian community. Homothibidan is a compound of two words, meaning to rush along and in unison. The image is almost musical. A number of notes are sounded which, while different, harmonise in pitch and tone. As the instruments of a great concert under the direction of a concert master, so the Holy Spirit blends together the lives of the members of Christ's church. Fritzy, you're an oboe. <laughs> Jackie, you're a violin. Um, Sue, you're a, you're a keyboard. You're all different in pitch and tone. But you're coming together and you're harmonising and you're beautiful. Daniel Coleman, you're a triangle. <laughs> Thank you for your contribution. <laughs> All coming together to harmonise in pitch and tone and under the great concert master, it is beautiful what is created here. What is not beautiful is when we allow, well, I want to play this over here and I want to play this over here and I want to play this over here. When there's expression for that, that's great. But we need to remember that we are to go in the same direction that the concert master is orchestrating for us to go and that he wants us to be a part of. Oh, we don't need to have sameness, but we need to have oneness. We need to remember that, yeah, you're completely different to me. If we didn't come to church, I'd probably never talk to you. But we go to the same church and we love each other. And so we're rushing along in unison together to pursue Christ. Uh, I like it. Same passion before separate opinion. The commonality ahead of division. And there's this thing that happens, it's called resonance. I don't completely understand it. It's got something to do, you know, when you go around the glass, and then, and then, you've seen that YouTube clip, and all of a sudden they go really loud together. There's something happens when you tune an instrument, where you tune it against itself, and if you hit exactly so a guitar, you know when you tune a guitar, that if you've got your phone in front of you, it goes cling when you've got the right note. But if you tune it against itself, there's this moment where it, it resounds out. The sound, when it hits the same note together, it resounds out and it's clear. And it's like, oh, I just found the right note. And that's what the church 
should be like, that, that we just get on with pursuing Jesus. And then there's this clarity that comes because we're not all, there's no infighting and there's not this division and people don't look on and go, wow, what's the go with that? They look on and go, wow, they are passionate and they're moving in the same direction. Homothumidon, homothumidon. U is for Eucharist, which starts with E. But it sounds like it starts with you, Eucharist. Eucharist, for those of you who don't know, is the table of the Lord. It's when we have communion. You know, I, you could be forgiven for thinking that that is just some little thing that we do at the first Sunday of every month, that we just crack open that foil opening or try for five minutes to crack open the foil opening, that we get that bit of stale cardboard and try to digest it, the the little bit of grape juice in the cup that's got the little fermented <laughs> solid bits at the bottom. Like, oh, thank you, Jesus. And it's, it's, you know, you could be forgiven for forgetting what that means. And, and that's why we always have someone to speak to us and remind us what it's about. It's to remind us of that oneness. Can you see how it all flows together? Christ is first in the church and the head of the church and the source of the church. And in him, all things are held together. And then we can get behind that as homothumid and rush along in unison. But then we need to constantly remember that he is the main thing in the church. And we, we hold that in our hands. I love what Anne Vodskamp says. She says, that's the act of remembering. But she breaks it down. It says, it's us remembering. It's us coming back as members into the one body that once a month when we celebrate Eucharist or we have the table of the Lord or the Lord's Supper, whatever you want to call it, that we come back together. And I look across at you and I remember that you're my brother, that you're my sister. You are my brother. Don't remember the rest of the song. Okay, Eucharist, remembering. R is for renewal. Renewal, replacement. I couldn't really decide. This is that it's less of me and more of you, Lord Jesus. Church should be a place that we come together, we exalt Christ, we get on the same page, we remember together. And we remember it's not about us, it's about Him. It's all about Him. Jesus, keep renewing me. Jesus, keep getting the me out of me. I had a minister say to me once, and and some of you are going to be offended, but please write me an email. Um, Someone, a minister said to me once, Jesus really beats the out of you, doesn't he? And I was like, yes, he does. He really does in the best possible way. He gets all the gunk out of you. Like he he just, like he just cracks you on the head sometimes and reminds you of what's in you and brings that out of you and says, hey, less of you, more of me. Be controlled by my spirit. Don't be controlled by your flesh. Don't be controlled by your thinking. Don't be controlled by your appetites. Don't be controlled by your feelings. Be controlled by my Holy Spirit. And let him renew you and change the way that you think. He has given you the desire and the power to do what is good. So come into line with what he thinks rather than your own natural thinking. Less of him. No, (laughs) less of us, more of him. In Jesus' name, the renewal, the replacement. And number C is cause. Cause, we've got to be about his cause. It's not about us. You see, he is the head of the church And then we get on the same page and go together and we remember him and come back into membership together. And and, and then we remember that it's not about us. So then we go into all the world to preach the gospel, to let people know who Jesus is and what he's about. And we love them and we we baptise them. Praise God, David 
and Chloe getting baptised this morning. Baptise them in the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit and teach them to obey all things. It's exciting. Cause, we're about His cause. And, and the church as we gather together should be about His cause as well. And then number H is to hold fast. Hold fast. We, we can't just start making stuff up, church. We can't get on with the latest wave of whatever is going around. We open our Bibles and we see what the Word of God says and we do our best to appropriate that. Now, there's greater understanding. There's greater revelation that, that happens and that comes and that's a blessing or, or it's old revelation that we find a new that happens and that comes and that's awesome as well. But we've got to hold fast to it. You know, the world around us would say, Church is irrelevant. But I, the, every time I read the Bible, I find something exactly what I need in that moment. And so I want to encourage you to hold fast to the Word of God. Why church? Because it's necessary to persevere. The more you come, the more you, the more you gather, the more you're able to hold fast. That's what happens when we gather together. What should it look like? You know what? If this is your secondary gathering, you just come here and, and this is, you know, you've got your main gathering at home or whatever it is, praise God. Like, let's not get hung up on, on what it looks like or anything like that, but let's make sure that it's exalting Jesus Christ. Let's make sure that we're all on the same page and we're rushing toward the same passion together, that we're remembering Jesus as we gather, that we're saying less of us and more of you, that we're going for cause and that we're holding fast in Jesus' name. Do you agree? And say amen. Amen. Hey again. Thanks so much for joining us on this podcast. Whether you are new and exploring your faith or a follower of Jesus, there's a next step for you. There is always room to grow, more to be done, destiny to be pursued and people to be reached. So what's your next step? To find out, head over to thechapelcollective.com.au And thanks again for listening.